0: Hello, Monetization Nation. Today, I am blessed to be joined by Max Brandstadter. Max is the founder and podcast producer at Max Podcasting. His podcast is the Wild Business Growth Podcast, where he interviews a new entrepreneur every Wednesday morning who's turning wild ideas into wild growth. It was listed in Podcast Magazine's Hot 50 and has featured more than 150 creative entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for joining us today, Max.
1: Oh, Nathan, thank you so much for having me. This is a a real honor and I always have tons of respect for those who kind of get into the podcasting world and keep going and going uh, way beyond just the first few episodes. So it's a a pleasure to be with you here today.
0: (laughs) Can we start off by having you share with us something that you are super passionate about?
1: I'm a huge sports geek, sports nut. I grew up, I think my dad called himself a sports nut. It was like the first time I heard that term. And uh, I just kind of grew up thinking it was normal to like go to sporting events all the time. Professionally, uh, I'm from Cleveland and Cleveland is a, uh, I mean, obviously I have so much love for it, but it's a, it's a really wonderful city because, you know, you have three major sports franchises that have a uh, long and storied history, but most of them uh, up until recently had uh, quite some long gaps between when, when they were good. and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the last time they were good to now. Yeah, exactly. So just a little bit of perspective. Uh, I grew up not seeing a championship my entire childhood for the professional sports. But as a family, we have so many memories of, of, you know, going downtown, going to Indians games, going to Browns games, going to Cavs games. And the Cavs, obviously, when LeBron was there the first time, that was, you know, some of the best memories ever going to the games downtown. And Uh, just watching him play, watching the team play. But then he, of course, broke my heart after my senior year of high school, right as I was about to start college, he left and joined the Miami Heat. So that kind of timed up perfectly to the point that when I started at Indiana University, everybody who met me was just like, oh, Cleveland. Oh, okay, what do you think about LeBron? So that was a great smack in the face my entire freshman year of school. (laughs) And then uh, on the flip side of it, Four years later, graduated from IU, and of course that summer, LeBron comes back. A couple of years later, the Cavs win the championship. I literally took off uh, work from my corporate job at the time to fly back to Cleveland from Connecticut for the championship parade, and uh, was downtown at 7 a.m. And celebrating and just you know, full bliss. Obviously, was just such a, an amazing time. So I could talk about that for hours and hours. But anyway, I get very passionate about sports and always have a have a soft spot for Cleveland sports, especially.
0: Tell me about your journey, your story to become this expert podcaster.
1: So it does tie back to sports. I promise I'm not going to talk about sports the entire time. But the first podcast I ever listened to was back in early 2017. And it's a podcast called Road Tripping with some guys you'll, you'll recognize. Actually, they have Phoenix Ties. Uh, Richard Jefferson, Channing Frye. Uh, Ali Clifton, who was the Cavs side, who was the Cavs sideline reporter, and now works for the Lakers, and they had this podcast where literally when they were on the road in the NBA season, when they were in hotels or when they were on team flights, even they would just talk and you know kind of talk casually about what life is like in the NBA, what it's like you know being on a team that's going for championship runs, things like that. And I had just ne- it totally rocked my world. I had never heard anything like this where, you know, it wasn't like a, you know, a TV press conference. It wasn't like a, you know, an official like paid ad or anything anywhere. It was just raw, genuine conversation. And it really felt like you were sitting there in the locker room with them or you were sitting there in the hotel with them. And so that was kind of the first aha moment for me was, wow, this there's something cool about this podcasting because it it's such an intimate level of storytelling that it feels like it kind of transports you to wherever it's being recorded, as well as it gives you a really full idea of uh, the people who are talking and the story behind it. And it's, you can create a really solid connection with people. So that was the first insight. And then around that time I was joining, I I realized that uh, corporate world wasn't a good fit. Corporate world wasn't a good fit for me. I wanted to do something I was more passionate about. I had also been growing up with this family business, Hippo Direct, that my dad started the year I was born. And so I made the big switch from the corporate world, joined the family business, um, started working remote, I guess a little ahead of schedule (laughs) on that. And then I was focusing on digital marketing, but we were brainstorming ways to market the business and just kept going back to podcasting. I mean, as you know, podcasting has been growing and growing, you know, past several years. And we're like, you know, whatever, whatever we end up doing to market this brand podcast, we need to have some sort of podcast, get it out there. So we started what became the Wild Business Growth Podcast. Interviewed a a new entrepreneur every week, and the whole idea was, you know, with our business, uh, everything we do, you know, is a mailing list and email list business. But everything we do across our for our clients is is helping them to grow their own business and helping them to scale things in that ballpark. So what if we interviewed entrepreneurs, you know, similar to your show on how they've been able to actually grow their business and how they've been able to find new customers and what does that look like so basically long story short got into podcasting first as a listener then podcast host was doing that for the family business then got more into the podcast production side and realized you know what i love this hosting thing i always want to keep being a podcast host but then somehow being a producer and then Helping other business owners like yourself to take time off their plate, deliver a high quality podcast, save them tons of time in the process, that is somehow even more rewarding. So, got into production and uh, eventually spun off my own podcasting company. So, it's kind of there's a lot of touch points along where I've been as a podcast listener, host, producer, still all those things to this day.
0: That's a great model. And so I assume you have a team of people that help you do that production. How many shows are you producing for?
1: Yeah, that's so the time of this interview is a really, really interesting kind of inflection point for the business because I've gone through like the early days of like, I mean, the really early days of starting the business, getting the word out, getting clients. I mean, I had some clients existing, but now I have many, many more clients than previously. So I'm at the point where I've I've done a lot to this point. That's literally just me, and if you're anybody that works in podcasting, when you hear that, you probably shudder because you're like, oh my god, just working on one podcast takes so much time. So I'm working on I think at the moment around a dozen podcasts, but it kind of oh depends. It depends. It's not like a, it's not like they're all releasing an episode every single week. You know, some are every other week. Some are in the planning stage. Some are in the production stage so what i'm working on right now is uh is getting help in working and working on partnering with at the start i'm thinking about you know just focusing on freelancers and getting some people to to outsource some of these tests um i always want to make sure that it's a really high quality final product so even if i'm not doing the initial editing i'll still of course like look into the episodes and you know give it like the pass to make sure all right does this meet the standards or is there anything so I'm going through right now kind of that that fun challenge of like getting people to help out as well as like what's um you know the testing and learning of like okay like what's you know who are the right freelancers who are the right people to partner with uh in in that ballpark and then eventually you know would love to build out you know like a full-time team and get you know people on the staff full-time and uh build out from that regard as so a kind of like the start, the early, really start of this business, I've been very, very much the doer and I'm really focusing on kind of like for this next chapter, getting some help growing the team and uh, being able to help out more podcasters out there and then me becoming more of kind of the business owner and strategic focus and still doing some of the doing, but not nearly as much of like percent of the doing that I've done so far.
0: What's the greatest home run you've hit in your career so far?
1: Well, back to sports. I uh, did not I wasn't as much of a power hitter as I would like to be, so I don't have a real home run example for you. <laughs> I, I believe maybe T-ball, but <laughs> I definitely had a T-ball grand slam there. Um I think that first of all, like one that comes to mind is starting this business in the first place and then getting it to like a, you know, consistent income consist like it kind of the proof that like all right this isn't just something I'm starting as a side service like this is a real business um doing that after going from like being podcast listener and then like you know just kind of experimenting and asking people for advice about how to start a podcast that whole journey has been um something I'm really really proud about and I always it's kind of corny I guess but I I think maybe just growing up surrounded by entrepreneurs Um, And then studying about it in college and the more, you know, being interested in entrepreneurship podcasts, I always said, you know, when people ask me what I want to do when I grew up, I always said that I don't know what it's going to be, but at some point I want to start my own business and I want to, you know, I I, I want to build something, I want to solve a problem and I want to, you know, be an entrepreneur where, you know, I'm kind of calling my own shots and, and creating something of value kind of out of nothing. And so what's kind of crazy is getting that and now that the business officially started, there's kind of like a a high of like, all right, like I've done that. Like I should be really proud of that. But then it's like, okay, well, it's not like I'm going to retire anytime soon. (laughs) You know, like there's a, there's a lot to do. Uh, There's so much more I want to do now than like just starting a business. So now it's like, I'm really passionate about growing this thing and helping more business owners. So I think that the whole starting the business in the first place was one of those. Um, and then we can kind of, we can talk about it. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into it now or, or, or later, but like uh, there's a lot of things with the actual Wild Business Growth Podcast and some amazing kind of experiences through that that have been big home runs and and have really tied back and fueled the podcasting production business as well.
0: Yeah, so share share some of those with us. We'd love to hear that.
1: So I think the, and I want to shout out because the person who really kind of instilled this in me, as I was talking to other entrepreneurs before starting Max Podcasting and reaching out, was a, a friend and, and previous Wild Business Growth podcast guest, Elise Gelwicks, who um, she had started her business, Ellie View, uh, internship kind of consulting company, a couple a couple years before I did, and so I wanted to get her insight and see what her ideas were for you know making this thing full time and you know kind of first experience as an entrepreneur even though I'd obviously interviewed so many entrepreneurs before. And she goes, dude, like, and I, I <laughs> that's all she said, dude. No, she had a, I, I had over a hundred podcast guests and I do once a week. So it's, you know, a hundred weeks of podcast interviews at the time and was building this amazing network. And she goes, dude, you have such an incredible network of entrepreneurs and all these people are, are very inspiring. They've been on your show you create such a, a powerful connection with them, and they're also, more often than not, I would guess, very, very connected, and know how to open doors, and you just never know what's going to come out of it, and she's like, as you're starting your business, and as you are kind of focusing on getting some early clients, and, and building this thing, and growing this thing, you should literally be reaching out to some Wild both wild Business Growth podcast alumni every single week. and not pitching them on anything, but just talking and saying, hey, hope you're doing great. This is what I'm up to now. Um, You know, just like keep me in mind if you know of anybody that, um, well, for me specifically, it's like a business owner that wants a podcast, know it can be great for their business or brand, but knows it is not in their best interest to spend the time behind the scenes, like the crazy time it takes to run a podcast. So I talked to her, had that kind of like light bulb conversation, I'm like, Duh, I, there's all these entrepreneurs. I mean, there's amazing, I have great relationships with the vast majority of them and like I can reach out at any time. And so I literally made a point, like I made an Excel file, I made kind of like a, a schedule. And for those first several months, I I was reaching out to at least five podcast alumni every single week and just doing check-ins and scheduling calls. And you know, sometimes it happened that day, sometimes it happened months later. But I look back on that now and you want to talk about like home runs? Um, a lot of people have been over the top helpful as far as referrals with the with the business, but there's a few of those alums and entrepreneurs in particular that have like just repeatedly—I'm talking multiple referrals a month—have like been so instrumental to building this thing and sending people my way, and like that all came from just—I mean—that initial conversation with the lease, but then like the putting it into action and reaching out to these amazing people every week. So if you are somebody who has a podcast, um, just keep in mind to you know stay in touch with people, your previous guests, stay in touch with your network because you never know you know what doors they can open, how you can help each other out. And then if you're somebody who's thinking about having a podcast at some point, just know going in that it is a phenomenal networking tool. And so, you, you, you know, obviously you never want to burn bridges. You only just want to stay in good terms, but just be over the top friendly and helpful and, and keep those people in your network and in your circle because you never know, you know, in my case, like they literally have, have built this business from the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people would try to do that networking by putting them all on an email list and sending a bulk email to all of those hundred people. But I yeah. love the way you did it where you've just been building personal relationships and, and nurturing those relationships one by one.
1: Yeah, I something about being personal and genuine just comes across so, well, personal and genuine, obviously, but it comes across so much better. I mean, think about it. When you, when you receive an email from somebody and it's just like a hello and it, it doesn't even, like you can tell they sent it to everybody at once. It just doesn't feel as special and you're probably less inclined to take action on it compared yeah. to if somebody writes a heartfelt, like, hope you're doing well, um, you know, especially shares the news about a new business or a new book they have coming out and isn't really expecting anything in return, but just generally wants to check in with you as well and, you know, see how you can help each other out. That that goes such a long way. That, that personal touch, whether it's on email, whether it's on LinkedIn, or however you're reaching out to people, that can make or break the difference between somebody taking action and, I guess, wanting to scratch your back <laughs> when you're scratching theirs.
0: Okay, let's dive into podcasting here. What are the biggest reasons why someone or a business would want to create a podcast the biggest benefits to them
1: well number one i think the most obvious number one benefit is from the networking standpoint that is if you're doing an interview style podcast because like you say you're you know if you're interviewing people it sounds like basically every day (laughs) based on how far ahead of schedule but um every time you're interviewing somebody that's a that's a whole, that's a new door that opens for you. That's a new door that opens for your guest in case you have, you know, something that you can benefit for them. Um, and then that's kind of, you know, you're, one, you're tapped into their network if somebody ever comes to them and goes, oh, I need a guy to help me with the podcast, things like that. Um, and then you're top of mind with them. So there's a new possibility for every single person you meet. So take that from a business sense. If you have a business that is... Uh, sells supplies for ice cream, for example. If you're in the ice cream supply business, which I don't think I've ever said ice cream supply business in my life, (laughs) if you are focused and strategic with who you actually interview, who you get on the podcast, that can open doors for you and drive to business results because you could interview people who have ice cream shops. You could interview people you could interview cows. No, I'm just kidding. But you could interview like you can interview different people in the industry. You could, you know, look up like the most famous ice cream shops and have them on.
0: And yeah. then And the vendors never... and the suppliers and the ice cream manufacturers and the marketers of ice cream shops. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so that's I mean, that's like a unique sweet example, I might say. But <laughs> That is the, you know, if you are focused and intentional with who you interview, then it can open up so many doors for your business. I've never seen a networking tool like it. It's very, I think it's far more meaningful. I mean, you can't do it at scale like you can email or some of these other mediums, but I think it's the most meaningful and compelling form of connecting with people. And then I'm right, the- hold on real quick yeah, before
0: you move on, I want to comment on that one. So uh, I was working, with a company, a software company in the HR space, a consulting client, and and they were trying to get into these HR directors, VP of HR um, for for large, you know, Fortune 500, Fortune 1,000 companies, and they had a really hard time getting to the right person. And so we said, do a podcast and invite all those people on as your guests, right? And and you'll get an almost every single door, the majority of those people will talk to you and will be on your show. And then you build a relationship with them. I agree with you. It's one of the best networking tools possible today.
1: Yeah. That's an amazing example. It, it really can't, what's, what's so cool is it, it works across industries too. Like there's literally podcasts about everything. Like there's probably podcasts about stuff that, you know, you and I never even knew existed before. Like there's everything's, you know, there's, there's, Paranormal podcasts, there's podcasts about chameleons. There's, you know, obviously lots of podcasts about business Um, So the networking aspect is huge. The other thing I want to shed some light on is that If you already have a service or a product that You know, it's ready and you're ready to kind of get the word out about it. You want to market it It's a phenomenal marketing tool a podcast because you can use that podcast You can either do it through official ads and kind of drive, you know, pop in with mid-roll ads and be like, hey, we're doing a special for this, this and this, like go to this, this and this. I know that's a very specific example. But you can work in your CTA, you can drive back and you can uh, drive leads or you can drive sales for whatever you're selling. So you can do it that way. Or what often can work even better is if somehow your offering is integrated to the show. So if you're like an expert, For example, like I recently interviewed uh, Laura Reich, who's a Pinterest expert, Pinterest strategist. If you have a Pinterest podcast and you are a Pinterest strategist, you, by sharing Pinterest tips in your podcast, every single tip that you share is just kind of reinforcing in the mind of the listeners that, okay, like Laura or, you know, Laura is the expert for Pinterest and like the go-to person uh, for Pinterest if I need help with, you know, using Pinterest pinterest for business so you can really use it to build your influence build your reputation and drive people back to your site to your business by sharing your expertise there as well
0: let's talk about growing the reach of a podcast let's say Mm -hmm. i'm to the spot where where i've got some episodes and um i i know how to run a podcast and i'm trying to focus now on getting more listens and more subscribers can you talk us through what are some of the best strategies to do that, both unpaid and paid?
1: Yeah, because there there is multiple kind of prongs of it. So from the, un, and, and I'm a big proponent of the unpaid and or, organic approach to it, um, but you have to know, it kind of depends on your mindset. If you're somebody who's looking with like a big win from a podcast right away, Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, it's just not going to work out because you're kind of, you're not in in it for the right reasons. Like you, you really have to be passionate about taking a long term approach to podcasting for it to truly pay off. The nobody's unless you're like an A list celebrity or like have a massive massive budget. Nobody's going to get like the amount of listeners they want right away. It's the kind of thing that happens week after week of putting out high-quality content and sharing it and, and spending the time to actually market the podcast. So one thing I would say is consistency. Like you, I feel like as more and more people get into podcasting, there's kind of like more and more risk. You start to see more people that, uh, I don't know if maybe they have false ideas about it or, or what it is, but you see people that start the they launch a few episodes and then you like don't hear from them for months and maybe they come back and they podcast again or maybe they don't. Like people can get burned out pretty quick by it. So being consistent um, and think about it from a listener standpoint. If you, like if I have my favorite podcast, um, well, one of my favorite shows is the Tim Ferriss show and I know that he usually has a couple different episodes a week and I know like when to look for his show uh, each and every time. For me, like, wild business growth podcast might you know the wild listeners know that every single wednesday morning there's a new episode so they know when to expect that so as a listener you kind of get you know it's almost like a, back in the old days when a tv show aired at a specific time every single week um before netflix and everything <laughs> that w- and which i know still happens but it's kind of like that where you you get kind of trained as a listener and it's something for you to look forward to each week Having a as far as actually like getting more people to listen to it and and getting people to listen to more episodes that consistency is Is such a big factor. So delivering high focusing on high quality each and every week Um, and on that frequency note, it's kind of funny, but uh, one of the most pure ways to Increase your downloads increase your listeners is to increase your frequency that you release the episodes. So Um, you know you're on a good path if you're somebody if you're somebody who can release you know every day or every other day you know you have a much more likelihood of getting more downloads because there are more more episodes but you know the flip side of that is obviously it it takes a ton of time to you know create every episode do so do you want to spend your life or like spend you know a chunk of budget on it um, to get that out the door all the time it's far easier to gain listeners when you do have a, I mean, I like the once a week week cadence, but if you're like once a week or more frequently, it's far easier to increase your listenership that way than if you have like a once a month or just like appearing randomly.
0: Thank you so much, Max, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, podcasting is a phenomenal networking tool. Through interviews, we can connect to tons of people in our field. However, we must be personal and genuine. Number two, we can market our products or services through podcasting to help monetize it. Number three, podcasts can establish us as experts in our field, build our influence, and increase our credibility. Number four, one of the best ways to grow our reach is through consistency. Number five, if we release episodes more often than just once a week, it can help grow our audience a lot faster. I personally believe once a day is the right publishing velocity. Although that does take a lot more work. If you want to connect with Max, you can find him on LinkedIn or Twitter. Visit his website at maxpodcasting.com or visit his podcast. And there's links to each of those in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can also get my free ebook about passion marketing and learn how you can become a top priority for your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. You can also subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in growing your podcast reach. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.